we believe that God is good, that he is light, and there is no darkness in him. And because of that, that's where our thought process is supposed to start from. Some of us start with, oh, well, God didn't give me this and I didn't pray for it. And, and, and I prayed for it. And he didn't give it to me. Oh, so how he didn't give me a good gift. So how can I? No, no, no. You need to start at the fact where God loves you so much and God is all light with no darkness in him. So that means that if he gives you a good gift, good. And if he withholds a good gift from you, then that is also good because he doesn't mess up. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't sin. So we can rest, me and you, children of God, we can rest in knowing that because God is so good, we don't have to be anxious. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emanuel Hecke. I hope you guys had an amazing last week. It is Monday, um, a new week, um, new mercies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this week, oh, episode 95 or five episodes away from Church Boy Confessions, episode 100. I'm excited. I'm thinking it's going to be an episode of like reflection. I don't think I want to guess for that episode. I think I think I'm going to have to do that episode solo dolo like majority of the episodes. So that's an update on plans for that. But um, yeah, no, I uh, this past week was interesting for me. It was good. You know what I'm saying? I can't really complain. But there was a lot of anxiety that was also mixed in that. Um, and, you know, from that is inspired this episode today. Um, I think it's I think it's really funny how, <laughs> you know, even even the, even the things that I can go through somehow, you know, the Holy Spirit uses them to, to grow me. And then grow anybody else that's going through that same thing on this podcast. So I just feel like that's really interesting. All glory to God because it truly he makes even the hard things in our lives, the the trials and tribulations work together for our good. Just just a quick testimony in that. But um, it's, yeah, it's just crazy how like now that I think of that, my week having some type of anxiety has brought me to this point where I'm talking behind the mic. And I hope that this message can help somebody who is dealing with anxiety about the things that they have asked God for already. Um, That's the topic. And ultimately, the topic is I'm trying to um, if you have the point of this episode is going to be that if you have asked God for something, I don't want you to be anxious anymore. You shouldn't be anxious anymore as a child of God. Um, I've been applying to a lot of jobs and applying to a lot of jobs is nerve wracking. Applying to a lot of jobs means that you also face a lot of rejection. Um, and when you face a lot of rejection, like you kind of get anxious, like every time you apply, at least for me, I get anxious every time I apply because it's like, oh, they're going to like hit me back or like, oh, what if I get an interview and I just like, you know, I choke, whatever it might be. And like, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety in that. Um, but at the same time, I've been asking God, like, you know, give me a job, even if it's not these jobs that I applied to, like, let me get a job so I can be, you know, independent, an independent human being and, you know, move on to the next chapter of my life. Um, and I've been anxious, even with that being said. Um, and there are a couple reasons, I think, why a lot of us are anxious after we've asked God to already, because um, we shouldn't be. And there are a couple of reasons why we are. And I want to point out those reasons. And um, yeah, there's going to be like this episode is kind of separated into two big points, two big lessons. So we're getting we're going to get into the first part. And that's um, we're going to go to Matthew chapter seven. And we're going to start at verse seven. And this is uh, Jesus speaking. And he says, ask 
and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, to knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, he will give him a serpent. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right, let's break it down. <clears throat> let's get comfortable, okay? So the way I was, you know, maneuvering this week was thanks to this verse. This verse was just, I was kept on reading it every day because, you know, Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And that really helped me because for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I tend to sometimes forget that God is a provider and I tend to sometimes forget that God is a caregiver. And there could be a billion reasons why I forget. Sometimes it's me magnifying my issues. Sometimes it's me just doubting myself, whatever it might be, or maybe me thinking that I haven't worked hard enough to get certain things. And I don't believe that God is able. Like, that's the thing. I don't believe that God is able. I don't believe that God is going to bless me with the things that I'm asking him for. But a pivotal, very pivotal part to asking God and, and and receiving from God is having faith that God is able and will give these things to you. That's very pivotal. Like there's, there's a verse in the Bible that says, if you don't have no faith, you shouldn't expect anything from God. It's impossible to please God without faith. Honestly, anybody that comes to him, I see, I don't remember, it's in Hebrews, I believe Hebrews 11 or something like that. Anybody that comes to him must, must believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That's what the word of God says. Faith is the, is everything. And sometimes I don't have it, even though I'm asking God for things. And there are multiple reasons why, you know, I can be anxious. But one of the first reason is because sometimes I doubt that God is the provider that he is. Sometimes I doubt that. Sometimes I forget that. Um, but I like this verse a lot. And the reason why I like this verse is because of the juxtaposition that it sets up between us, mankind and God. And it says in verse in verse 11, if ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good gifts to them that ask him? Hmm. You know, I thought to myself, you know, us with a sinful nature, God, God chose to say us. As a sinful nature, compare us to him. So we can get a, get an idea that you that have sinned so many times in your life, you know how. You that have committed evil so many times in your life. You that have walked in a path of darkness so many times in your life. You know how to give somebody a good gift. You know when somebody comes to you and asks you for bread, you're not going to give them so You're going to give them bread and you know that that's a good gift. You know if somebody comes to you and asks you for fish, you're not going to give them a snake. Because you know what they ask for and you know that that's a good gift. You want to give them what they want, right? But for some reason, we lose sight of, of God and his light and his, and his righteousness. And we doubt and we think that we can give better gifts to other people. We can give better gifts to ourselves than God can give to us. If we can give good people, if we can give people good gifts, then God surely can give people good gifts. And I, and I have to go to this verse in 1 John chapter in first John chapter, um, where is that? Chapter one, verse five. 
It says, this then is a message we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That's what the scripture says. That God is light and there is no darkness at all. You have light in you because of God. Otherwise, we've been walking in the path of darkness and we know how to get good, give good gifts. How can God, being good, not know how to give good gifts? It's not possible. I need us to understand that God is able to give good gifts and he wants to give you good gifts. Please understand this. But do also understand that there are some implications that may not be in this Matthew chapter 7. But when you look at the word of God in its entirety, you recognize that there are some implications. When we say ask and you shall receive, there are some implications implying that you know granted you've prayed for forgiveness and you're not holding iniquities in your heart and you've forgiven others granted that you're not being prideful granted that of course you're not asking you know god something that's opposite from god's word and the one that i'm going to go into more is asking amiss and i'm going to get there i'm going to get there the implications i'm going to get there especially asking amiss um, before I get there, I really want to finish this point of God being good. You know, I, I need us to understand that that God loves us and that God is in the business of wanting to do great things for us. Remember, he's preparing a place for us. He's preparing a perfect place where there is no sorrow, where there is no tears. God wants us there. That's what he's prepared for us, me and you. Right. Sometimes we forget. God is in the business of sustaining you and making sure that through Christ, you 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 are strengthened to do all things. Like it says in Philippians chapter 13, God is in the business of, of doing exceedingly abundantly all that you can ask or think of. Like it says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, God is in the business of supplying you according to his riches and his glory. Like it says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, God is in the business of being your shepherd that you will not lack, that you will lack nothing. Like it says in Psalm chapter 23, God doesn't want you to be covetous. He wants you to remember that he is with you and he will not forsake you. And because he's with you, he can, he can provide for you. Like it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I hope you're writing this down. <laughs> if you need to write it down, <laughs> go back, rewind right now, and then come back to this. God is in the business of, of making sure that you're not worrying. Because, because those who keep um, their mind on him, he keeps them in perfect peace. Like it says in Isaiah um, 26, verse 3. He doesn't want you to be unable to accomplish any task. That's why he makes you a sharp threshing instrument, having teeth to make mountains as chaff. Like it says in Isaiah 41, verse 15, this is the God that we serve. This is the good God, the righteous God, the light where there's no darkness in him. And this is the things that he wants for us. Some of us, we're, we, we don't want to ask God for anything. Some of us, we don't believe that God can give us good things also. But is that what the scripture says? God wants you to ask things to him. God wants you to see him as your caregiver. Caregiver. As your, as, as, as your father. This is what God wants. God is the light. Stop forgetting that God wants what's best for you. I, I need us to really understand that. Um, you know, I was, I was literally out here just, just, Thinking to myself, like, you know, I, I've put in I've put in the work that, you know, I believe that I'm supposed to be putting in. I have, you know, uh, 
um, been improving also, you know what I'm saying? And, and I've been praying, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and I've and I've handled these implications and whatnot and or I am handling these implications and whatnot. So it's like it gets to a point where you got to realize that, yo, like the reason why I don't have to be anxious is because I know that God is good and I know that God has heard my heard my prayer. And I know that no matter what happens next, you know, he's going to take care of me because need I remind you that God is not good because he gives you good gifts. God is simply good. This is the fact. This is where, you know, the faith of, of us children of God come in, that we believe that God is good, that he is light and there is no darkness in him. And because of that, that's where our thought process is supposed to start from. Some of us start with, oh, well, God didn't give me this. and I didn't pray for it. And, and, and I prayed for it. And he didn't give it to me. Oh, so how he didn't give me a good gift. So how can I? No, no, no. You need to start at the fact where God loves you so much and God is all light with no darkness in him. So that means that if he gives you a good gift, good. And if he withholds a good gift from you, then that is also good because he doesn't mess up. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't sin. So we can rest, me and you, children of God, we can rest in knowing that because God is so good, we don't have to be anxious because once we have dealt with the implications, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that God hears our prayers and then we ask him for something, we can expect those things. And if we don't get those things, we know that this is a good God. So it's not like he's withholding things from me because he wants me to suffer. He's not withholding things from me because he doesn't like me. He loves me and he's good. And no matter what action that we see him do, it is good. Because there's no darkness in him. So I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to depend, you know, see the quality of my life is not going to depend on these things because God is a provider. A lot of us, we get so caught up in not getting the things that we want because we forget that God is a provider or, or we don't believe that God is a provider. So then next thing you know, when we don't when we miss an opportunity, right, in quotation marks, we think that, oh, you know, sheesh, like. This is this is it for me. And we get so depressed and then we start to question our worth and and so on. When in, in actuality, like, yo, like if, if if God wanted you to be there and you took care of the implications, that is, you'd be there. You'd simply be there. Life is not supposed to be just a whole series of just stress and anxiety for a child of God. I really would encourage you. I didn't put this in my message, but I really would encourage you guys to read Matthew chapter six when it says things like God knows what you need before you even ask of it. When it even I love when God, you know, kind of puts us in comparison to like, you know, how we should behave compared to how people who don't know him behave and how like in Matthew chapter six, I forgot what verse it was when he was like, these are the things that the Gentiles seek. The Gentiles worry about what they're going to eat and what they're going to wear and, and all these different things. But your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. So we should be confident. We should be confident that God is going to provide for us because he knows what we need. We shouldn't have to worry like non-believers. We shouldn't. There should be a difference between us and non-believers. There should be a difference. When they're stressed out, ask yourself, should I be stressed out too? No, no, no. I don't have to be stressed out because I know God. I know that God's my caregiver. I know that God is my shepherd. I know that God, God is my provider. There should be a difference between you and a non-believer. Because you know that when you ask, you shall receive. When you knock, the door will open onto you. But you have to have faith. And you have to make sure that you've taken care of business. 
making sure that you are not hard, um, uh, with uh, having iniquity in your heart, making sure that you're forgiving other people, which make sure that you're praying for forgiveness, making sure that you are um, not asking amiss. But for a lot of us, when we don't get what we want, it's very hard for us to grasp the concept on that. And a lot of us, we judge God for not giving us something when in actuality, the reason why God withheld that gift from us is not because God's not good. And it's not because God didn't want to give it to us either, but it's because we didn't fulfill one of the implications like I had listed earlier in the episode. And the implication that I want to really rest on in this episode today is asking a miss. I have to go there, guys. <sighs> asking a miss. So. Basically, this part of the episode, this point, you know, stems from like I talked to you about, you know, ask God. Don't be afraid to ask God. God wants to provide for you. God will provide for you and so on. But now I got to get to this point where, you know, how are we asking God? Because this is very important Um, because, you know, this this part stems from, you know, me being on Twitter, like a lot of messages have stemmed from. Um, And, you know, I've I saw this one Christian influencer um and like you know i I commonly see like different things retweeted by him excuse me and um this time i i've I've always felt iffy i've always felt iffy and like i went to the person's feed you know what i'm saying and like i'm looking at i'm looking at all the tweets and stuff like this and like i mean i'm not sure if this person's a christian or not but you know it's just a whole lot it was just a whole lot of prosperity teaching okay yeah we're gonna go there today guys there's a whole lot of prosperity teaching. And it was a whole bunch of like tweets like, your breakthroughs are around the corner. God told me to tell you that your blessing is on the way and he's never he's going to bless you more than he's ever blessed you before. And he's going to bless you in a completely different way. And it was this one tweet like, new money is on the way this month. This month is the month of new money. And it's just like, dang, bro. Like, and that was just tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet. And it was like, it was popular. Like, it was popular. And I'm just thinking like, yo, like, I'm a bit concerned. I'm a bit concerned that a lot of us are asking amiss. I'm a bit concerned that some of us, right, don't see this entire dynamic and relationship about us serving God, but we see it as God is helping us get to our hopes and dreams. God is helping us get to this place where we're happy. God is helping us excel in life. And unfortunately for a lot of us, God is no longer our father, but he's now become a tool for us. He's a means to an end. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Um, Because the thing is, you know, what happens when your breakthrough is not around the corner and this is not a new month of money? What if that word was not for you? You know, like what all of this stuff, like. Like, did God really tell you that? Or did you just like the tweet and you liked the tweet and you retweeted it and you thought it was good luck and then it didn't come and now you're mad at God, right? Because God, I did everything right, right? But it's not enough that you just ask, but you also have to make sure that you are not asking amiss. Because there's some of us that are masking our idolatry with what we would call innocent ambitions. And we think that it's okay for, you know, it's just about 
God, help me and help me get this. God, help me get that. God, take me to this place, to this position. But it's just like, have you ever just sat down to ask, God, what do you want me to do? Matter of fact, I've already surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. So everything that I do every day should be geared towards wanting what you want for my life, not what I want for my life. Because whoever's going to whoever's going to follow you needs to deny themselves and pick up their what their cross. Right. Maybe for a second, if we just stop for a second as believers, believer to believer, can we be honest with ourselves? Is what you're asking for. Does it have anything to do with the glorification of God? Does it have anything to do with putting you in a position to to further the kingdom? You know, is it is it is is it is that it? No, or is it just about your own vanity? Be very honest with yourself. I was walking at the mall. I saw a Tesla. I want a Tesla. I said, God, I want a Tesla. But I'm be honest with you. The only reason why I want a Tesla is for my own vanity. Now, if God gives me a Tesla, Amen. I would love a Tesla. I receive it very graciously. But I know. I can be honest with myself and, and, and know that I'm not I'm, I'm not asking for a Tesla so I can be driving people to Bible study every Wednesday. No, that's not why I want a Tesla because I want a Tesla. But can you be honest with yourself? Can you be honest with yourself? James chapter four, verse two to three says, ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war. Yet ye have not because ye ask not. Look at this. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust. I want to coin a new. I don't know if this is a thing already. All right. But, you know, to me, it's new. So I'm going to coin this like new term. I'm going to call it rise and grind Christianity. And I'm going to repeat what I said before, where this is a type of Christianity. Well, there's no type of Christian. I'm not going to give it, but like, this is a, this is a mindset that some of us believers have, um, where we have now, you know, we're, we're idolatrous and we're masking our idolatry with these innocent ambitions. And we think that it's okay. Um, and the destination is no longer the presence of God, but the destination is our career. The destination is the car. The destination is the house. The destination is this future version of you being a successful human being and having a lot of money and we've decreased our view of god in our lives from being our father to being our tool and this is a problem ladies and gentlemen this is idolatry there are some of us that are in this race but we're not racing for the prize which is the calling of christ but we're racing for mammon and if you know anything about the scripture, Matthew chapter six again. Wow. How come I didn't have anything? Matthew chapter six again. You cannot serve God and mammon. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't pull any verses from Matthew chapter six to actually quote. But read Matthew chapter six. Okay. I'm going to add that in the description. Um, but yeah, we don't even recognize that we're being, um, you know, we're being idolatrous and and, and we're chasing after all these different things. But, you know, these things are actually, you know, just we're, we're asking on behalf of our lust. And we're not asking, you know, to glorify the king. We're not asking to to further the kingdom and, and none of that. And, and, and that's and that's an issue. That's an issue. Um, and it could be it could very well be that God wants to give you a gift. Right. Um, but he knows that it's just going to be bad news. So he just hasn't given it to you. Um, but but you're you're too busy 
asking God, hey, why haven't you given it to me? And you've never actually taken the time to be internal and just just think with yourself for a second. Why do you want the things that you want? You know? Mind you, ask. I didn't say don't ask. But I just want us to at least slow down and ask ourselves why we are asking for the things that we are asking. Because it's important to know, ladies and gentlemen, don't be a rise and grind Christian where God is your tool. You serve God because God is the person that's making things happen in your life. This relationship is supposed to be built on love, not mammon. Not material things, not your financial independence and stability, not none of that stuff. I'll be honest with you. It's not supposed to be any of that stuff. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, I want us to recognize God as our caregiver, but that doesn't mean he's our tool. He's our caregiver as a father, not our caregiver, not our provider as a tool. Um, So that's what I have to say today. And I'm done. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, God, for... Um, just this message, God, and I just pray, please help us find this balance, Lord Jesus, uh, making sure that we continue to see you as our caregiver, Father God, and we continue to ask you, Lord Jesus, and have faith when we ask you things, Father God, but making sure that we are we are adhering to these implications, Father God, to making sure that we're forgiving other people, making sure that we're asking for forgiveness of our own sins, uh, making sure that, you know, we're asking in accordance with your will, Father God, making sure that we're not asking amiss and so on, God. Um, I pray, Lord, that any way that we could be hindering our own good gifts from coming to us, God, that you make it apparent to us and that you come inside our hearts um, and that you change our hearts, Father God, that we might um, become more receptive to you, Father God, and more receptive to a relationship with you and that our destination not be or our end goal not be um, a career and not be different you know, things here on earth, Father God, but be you, but be you, Father so um, I pray you please help us, Father God, to cast our treasures up with you, not here on earth, Father God, because where our treasure is, where our heart lies, Father God. So let your name be glorified in everything that we do. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. I pray you, I pray you guys have an amazing week. I, I really hope that this um, episode could help. And if you know somebody who, who needs this episode, so make sure you guys send it to them. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Peace.